are you merely holding on to the ashes of a dead faith and letting those ashes slip through your fingers? Or are you guarding the flame, keeping it alive with your prayers, with your penances, and through your witness to the truth? I want you to have that question in the back of your mind as you listen to or watch today's presentation. I report the bad news not to instill a sense of depression, not to blackpill you, as the saying goes. I do it to give you something to pray for, to know how bad things are in the church, and to have a better idea of how heavy a cross we all have to carry in this age of apostasy. So ponder that question as we begin. One could be forgiven of being very tired of seeing that Francis said something insane and already being tired of the drama. It's understandable, really. It's understandable if people are tired of the latest heterodox words of the shepherd that leaves you feeling left out in the cold and all but abandoned by the church. Look, I get it. But today's statement from the Pope is a doozy, and it comes in the aftermath of his being accused of the delict of heresy by a growing list of respected theologians and Catholic public figures, some of whom have already paid the price, having lost their careers for making those statements. In a way, his latest statement is, a, is rather bold, as it essentially serves as a reply to those charges, that he doesn't care what people think, that he isn't bound by any rules at all, at least in his own mind. He's the Pope, and he can do what he wants. It's a distorted view of the office, to be sure, but that is the situation we all live under. That is, that's how it looks to me anyway. I could be wrong. Let's have a look at his statements, which is an attack on traditionalist Catholics and sacred tradition itself. Several Catholic media outlets have reported on Francis's words about traditionalists, as well as several non-Catholic ones. Let's start with the coverage by non-Catholic outlets. First for the non-Catholic outlets is the National Catholic Reporter, a non-Catholic news outlet that has been told repeatedly by the U.S. bishops to drop the word Catholic from their name, but have been disobedient. The reporter and Francis liken traditional Catholics to Protestant fundamentalists. Of these fundamentalists, Francis was flabbergasted that some Catholics are closed on the issue of praying with the Eastern Orthodox, thinking them the schismatics. But they are schismatics, in the t in a, at the very least, in a technical sense. Even the establishment church leaders say they are in schism with Rome, and the Orthodox call us schismatics. But with continuing the work of that fish wrapper, quoting the pontiff, there are Catholic groups who are a bit fundamentalist. We must tolerate it, praying for them, so that the Lord and the Holy Spirit soften their hearts a bit. End quote. Sure, we can all use a bit of heart softening, especially in these days of apostasy and rage, but that is pretty rich coming from the same person who literally laughed off accusations of being a heretic. But let's continue. Francis described tradition as the guarantee of the future and not the container of ashes. Tradition is like roots of a tree, which gives us nutrition to grow. You will not become like the roots. You will flower, grow, give fruit, and the seeds become roots for other people. The tradition of the church is always in movement. The tradition does not safeguard the ashes. End quote. Okay, so all that we have that we as traditional Catholics are as ash have ashes. Morality, the aspects of the faith largely forgotten by people today, the liturgy of the saints and martyrs, all are ashes. His understanding is exactly like that of those who say that the US Constitution is a living document, which is itself a silly statement. That tradition changes and evolves to fit the times. What was wrong yesterday may not be wrong today because of the fluid nature of tradition. That view would be news to every preconciliar pope in history, both good and bad, 
as well as the saints and martyrs who died defending the Catholic faith from those who wished to replace it, with some monstrous mockery during the Protestant revolt or during the various Masonic wars on the church. For non-Catholic outlets, Breitbart's coverage goes further with the description, again quoting the pontiff. It, meaning tradition, is not a museum. Tradition does not guard the ashes, the nostalgia of fundamentalists, to return to the ashes. No. Tradition is rather the root that's at guarantee the tree will grow, flourish, and bear fruit. All the florid growth that tree produces comes from what it has drawn from the earth. But I'm going to quote the article more directly. Not just Francis's words. Brace yourself from this. Quoting the Breitbart piece. Quote, Last month, the Pope touched on the similar theme, urging Catholics to learn the discipline of renunciation, being able to let go of precious traditions for the sake of the gospel. In the early church, the disciples of Jesus had to let go of the cherished Jewish traditions they grew up with, Francis said, and this detachment from traditions is a model for today's Christians. Moreover, subquote, those first Christians did not abandon things that didn't count. It was about traditions and important religious precepts that were dear to the chosen people. What was at stake was religious identity, the Pope said. For the good of the mission, to proclaim that God is loved to everyone in a way that was transparent and credible, even those human convictions and traditions, which are more an obstacle than a help, can and must be let go of, he said. True faith purifies from attachments. To follow the Lord requires walking quickly, and to walk quickly you need to lighten yourself, even if it costs, the Pope concluded. End quote. Do you see what he was doing there? Sacred tradition must make way for the mission of the church. Now, last I checked, the mission of the church was spreading the gospel and, and saving people through the, through the uh, good news of Jesus Christ and the church that he established. And sacred tradition does not get in the way of that. Tradition strengthens that mission, providing the moral and theolo theological guidance needed to spread the gospel in any age of history. His words sound like a direct attack on truth itself. Situational ethics abound in the church today, which are themselves a form of moral relativism. It's why the death penalty can suddenly be wrong today when just a few decades ago it was considered not just acceptable, but the merciful sentence that is most likely to lead to the salvation of the soul of the prisoner. Under this view of tradition and theology in general, the church's glorious past and her timeless truths are a hindrance to the gospel, not that which strengthens the faithful to spread the gospel in the face of new adversaries and new conditions. Church Militant provided the starkest reporting on this from the Catholic sources, which highlights how the Pope said these words before shifting to ask that the laity pray for the future of the European Union. I'm deadly serious. He did that. He went from attacking traditional Catholics to asking the laity to pray for an anti-Catholic organization whose population is increasingly rejecting it on the grounds of it being tyrannical. He even made a veiled comparison of populist parties to pre-World War II movements that led to the terrors of that war which is an astonishing slap in the face of the faithful who simply want their countries to govern themselves and to be secured against outsiders. Instead, the people of Europe must overcome divisions and borders, his words, and that the EU must return to the mysticism of its founding fathers, whatever that means. I'm focusing on his statements about the EU here because they stand in stark contrast to the attacks on traditional Catholics. Let me give you an example of the conflict within his own words. Subsidiarity is the concept that actions and decision-making of governments, or really anything, should be done at the most local level of authority possible. This has been an idea the Church has promoted for centuries. Ideally, 
problems should be addressed at the parish level, or between neighbors, or within the extended family, and only moving up from there. National governments tackle problems that the provinces cannot handle. Provinces that, that though, handle those problems that which the cities cannot handle, and so forth. This, this view doesn't really leave that much room for globalization and supranational government bodies, because, prob, because those problems that are too big for a government to handle could be handled via a treaty arrangement between one or more nations. Subsidiarity in everyday life for the traditionalist means giving alms to the poor, or maybe funding a local nonprofit that does work in your community and is based in your community, which is most likely an operation that works from your parish or with, in partnership with the parish as well as shopping from local merchants instead of the big national chains and that kind of thing, to the best of your ability, and to, in accordance with your station in life. Subsidiarity works hand-in-hand hand with solidarity, which is the love of neighbor. These ideas have political consequences, but are themselves not political concepts first and foremost, unlike the call of the Pope to pray for the end of populism and for the preservation of the European Union, which is the antithesis of subsidiarity and solidarity. Is this what Francis means by the growth of tradition? If so, it looks a little to me like an apple tree in your yard producing a crop of zucchini. It's not only not related, it's almost a mockery of the idea of tradition it itself. And really what the European Union has to do with the Catholic faith is beyond my understanding. So, to return in the end to the question I asked at the start. Don't just hold on to the ashes of a dead faith. When you allow yourself to be taken by despair, that is what happens. The real Catholic faith is alive and being kept by faithful members of the laity around the world. There are some good priests, there are good nuns and monks, sisters and brothers, and yes, even a few bishops and cardinals keeping the faith alive during this time of apostasy. We do live in a period of diabolic disorientation, so we are all wandering about the dark trying to find the truth. But you can become a guardian of the flame of the faith. That faith will never be extinguished unless you let it be extinguished in your own heart. You can and should bear witness to the truth by simply speaking out when it is uncomfortable, by offering prayers for those who are desperately in need of them. And trust me, there is no shortage of people who need your prayers, myself included. Although I am thinking of those Catholics wandering around in the church who aren't aware of the situation at all, or those mouthpieces in the establishment church who are poo-pooing all talk of infiltration right now as conspiracy theories. They need your prayers. And yes, be that rigid Catholic who fiercely hangs on to tradition, who preserves the truth of the Catholic faith. One day things will be righted in the church, and though it may take God doing something dramatic and catastrophic to do it, that day is coming, and I really don't think it's that far off. When that day comes, the faithful who make it through it will be needed to help heal this broken world. You can be that person. Don't let talk of our traditions needing to be cast aside send you into despair. For Return to Tradition, I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.